You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 47. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Thank you for joining the show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. And I want to start the show today by just sending out love and thoughts and prayers for our neighbors to the south, um, the south region of Texas that was hit by Hurricane Harvey and um, is still under massive rainfall and flooding And um, I just, you know, encourage people to share resources and thoughts and prayers and love for those people who are having to rebuild and are still without a home. And um, many might still be evacuated based upon having to open up levees and things like that. So um, I believe that the coaching community creates incredible energy and love and um, ability to pull together. And there are times that we need to pull together for a a large, large cause. And and certainly um, at at a minimum, our thoughts and and prayers and love, not that that is minimum, but are, are with the people of South Texas. You know, while the hurricane was hitting, I was getting all sorts of messages from family and loved ones wondering how I was doing. Um, But I'm so far north in Texas that that we didn't get hit um, with even much rain. Uh, And I happened to be in Washington, D.C. at the time that the hurricane hit at the ICF Converge conference with over 1,600 coaches from 62 countries learning and growing and sharing and experiencing incredible energy there. But I can say that I know that there was focus and thought on the people that were um, being hit by Harvey as well. Being able to be at an ICF global conference with all those coaches from all those countries and feel the energy that coaching can create and how we all have that desire to impact individuals and organizations and countries and the world with the power that can come from the coaching relationship. Our show today is focused around bringing coaching into an organization and what that does for the organization and the steps that are taken to to begin to create that. So Missy Gonzalez joins us today as the Director of Coaching and Leadership Development for Aurora Healthcare. Missy is working to establish a strong coaching culture within their organization through creating different tiers of delivery service with leadership development 
and bringing in pure coaching, helping others understand the difference between mentoring and coaching and feedback and coaching and um, all the different elements that are sometimes thought of as coaching, but what we can do to actually create some clarity around what coaching is and then allow our organization to deliver that to our people, our leaders, and and others within the organization, and how that ripple effect can positively influence throughout the organization. So let's go to our interview with Missy Gonzalez as she shares the steps that she and her leadership team are taking to create a coaching culture within her organization. Good morning, Missy. It is wonderful to have you on the show. Oh, thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I think you bring a really interesting perspective. And as a matter of fact, just in the time since we've talked about having you on the show, I've had a couple emails from people or sessions with people wondering, gosh, I've now been put in a place of wanting or my organization wanting me to help organize a coaching program, bring a coaching culture into our organization. Ah, where do I start? And I I thought, and I actually said to a couple of them, you know, I'm about to interview somebody who we're going to talk about that. So you're going to have to be sure to listen to the podcast. But at, what would you say? So you you're in a large healthcare organization. Mm-hmm. 30,000 employees. 30,000. And, and what would you say motivated the organization to even begin like focusing on coaching and investing in this internal coaching program that you're, you are sort of piloting? Yeah, so we are extraordinarily lucky, um, really fortunate to have a supportive executive leadership team. And um, each of them, as I've had conversations with them, have had previous coaches in there or current coaches. So they have their own personal experience, knowing what it's like to be coached and having that experience and knowing that the wealth of sort of insight that you get to with a really great coach so fortunate that they have had their own personal experiences and so they're really supportive. So important to be championed by somebody high up the chain because that's really the only way that a culture can really take root. You've got to have a champion. Yeah, absolutely. And we're lucky to have our CEO, Nick Turkle, um, be one of those champions. And I was fortunate several months ago to record him. Actually, I'm sure we'll talk about this later. Um, We launched Fundamentals of Coaching course in our organization. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to have a senior leader talk about coaching. And I thought, who better than our CEO, who I know is a true advocate of coaching based on his experience. And so I was fortunate enough to interview Nick for the video. And he needed very, I mean, he didn't even need talking points, you know, because he had his own experience and could talk from uh, his heart about his passion regarding coaching. And, you know, it it just, and his ability to role model coaching um, to his direct reports. And I think one of my favorite moments in the video is him actually speaking about 
being a human being. And as a human being, we all make mistakes. And one of the great ways to role model coaching is to say, geez, I wish I would have done that better. And um, really be able to have that kind of a conversation with your direct reports so that that role models, their ability to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. which I think is one of the great gifts that we get as coaches is having people able to be vulnerable with us. So, um, you know, get back to your original question. I think we've been really fortunate to have our senior leaders supported in the organization and identify it as a critical expectation of all of our leaders. And as a matter of fact, we have five leadership expectations and one of them is coaches and develops. And so um, clearly that's an important expectation in the organization and one that we don't take lightly. Mm-hmm. And that, that, is, that means that we integrate coaching into our daily leadership practice. And so it's, it's not this sort of culture buzzword, you know, that um, we hear culture of this and a culture of that, but that really it is embedded in and expected as uh, leaders in the organization. That is really wonderful. And I, as I listened to you, I thought, boy, so many moving parts. So how, first of all, can it like, what part do you play in this? Where do you, what's your major responsibility in this movement? Yeah. So I've been very lucky I, that I have a leader. My leader recognized how passionate I am about coaching and uh, so as we did some restructuring in the organization a couple of years ago, she said, geez, you know, this is something that we want to do. Coaching is an important um, integral part of what we're going to do in terms of leadership expectations. And it would be great to have somebody leading that practice. And um, these are my words, not hers, but, you know, who better to do that than somebody who's really passionate about it. And so I was very fortunate that she asked me to lead the function of coaching in the organization. So my title is Director of Coaching and Leadership Development, and my role is really around, and my main responsibilities are around creating, executing, implementing, sustaining the coaching and mentoring strategies in the organization. And I put those together, but they are separate. Um, So we do separate coaching from mentoring, and Mm -hmm. because they're two obviously very distinct relationships in the organization. Uh, And some of my other responsibilities include Uh, mm, developing a path for high potentials in the organization. And certainly as we create cohorts uh, for, as part of that development plan, coaching is one of those pieces that's important to those cohorts as well. That is really dynamic and and good for you. What a role. I, I believe that you were chosen perfectly (laughs) for, for the role that that you do. And, um, you talked about one of the programs that you put forward along with the video of, of your CEO. How do you begin, where do you even start and begin to put the pieces together to build this? That's a huge question. That is a huge question. Did you see the look on my face? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I remember back to when Shelly and I, um, Shelly is my leader. Shelly and I started to have conversations around you know, where do we begin? How do we start this? And so we had lots of brainstorming sessions around um, how do we embed this into what we do in the organization and that it doesn't feel like another thing to do. And so, you know, I 
won't bore you with all of our brainstorming session details. But bottom line is that we wanted to create sort of this two-pronged approach. And um, one of them was around in creating leadership skill set and capability around coaching so that they could integrate it and embed it in everything that they do every day. Um, because there are opportunities almost, I, I like to think every moment in what we do if you're really looking for it. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of that was that we know there are opportunities for one-on-one engagements, uh, more focused engagements with leaders in the organization. So we took this two-pronged approach. One, you know, creating capabilities so that leaders could do it every day. And then one kind of more focused, intentional engagements um, in coaching and identifying and creating criteria around who, who would get those, you know, focused engagements. And that's a good, so how do you determine, you've got 3,000 employees, you said, right? Or 30,000, 30,000, I just cut your organization way down, 30,000, you know what, there's no way I would think that all 30,000 can access the internal coaches that you have. Um, So you have to make some criteria and how do you, how have you set the criteria for who accesses these resources? Yeah. So for the um, coaching engagements that we do, there are actually kind of two pieces of that as well. Um, One is internal coaching um, because we have a pool of certified coaches and then externally um, that we might need to bring in external coaches into the organization because at a certain level in the organization, I think, and what I've heard from talking with coaches who've had long practices in it, that that is the right thing to do at a more senior level in the organization. And, and for lots of really good reasons, I think oftentimes what we find is that more senior executives can, can feel a little bit more open um, and create more trusting relationships, be a little bit more vulnerable with coaches who are external to the organization. And um, it, so that's an important piece of what we do is, is sort of highlighting that opportunity for people. Um, as we get requests from the organization for folks who need sort of a more focused uh, attention and engagement, we triage the request and then and first determine, is this an opportunity for us to manage the engagement internally or do we need to manage the engagement with an external coach? And, and then we also ask ourselves, do we have this skill set, um, because we're new in our practice of coaching, um, do we have the skill set that we need to manage what the the person is requiring from a coaching perspective. Um, more often than not, I would say, yes, we do. So I'm proud to be able to say that we do. Um, but there are some more focused areas like um, media training or uh, those kinds of pre- presentation skills, those kinds of things that are kind of higher level, more um, like kind of niche, niche areas that mm-hmm. external folks might manage. Internally, um, one of the things that I'm, I'm excited to say that we've changed in the organization, historically, what we had in terms of a practice around coaching, sometimes leaned in the area of last chance agreements. And I don't think we're unique in that. And so um, for us, what that looked like was, you know, we need to use coaching to sort of say, is this person going to be on board or not on board? And, you know, not fair to the coach, not fair to the employee for us to have done that. And so we don't do that anymore. You know, what we do is we focus our attention on folks who are performing really well in the organization 
and need coaching to sort of take them to another level Mm -hmm. or help them with, you know, one particular area of focus that, you know, some attention to that would really help them take themselves to the next level. So that is certainly one piece of of criteria that we use that I think is, is the key to us shifting what people think about in terms of what coaching is in the organization. I think that was an important element. Absolutely. How are your internal coaches trained as coach? You know, so what, what does the organization see as important for their training of their coaches? There's a program. So Shelly and I, uh, my leader and I have gone to um, a couple of different certification programs and uh, one was a little bit more process focused while another one had much more attention on the practice of coaching. The one that had some attention on the practice of coaching that we used, I can't say enough about that program. It was, uh, the program is from Minna Brown um, leads that program and it's the Coach Academy International Program one of the most tremendous um, sort of life-changing experiences that I've had relative to my own personal development and around coaching and, and how I thought about coaching just really shifted my focus and my attention around what was really important in a coaching relationship. So we have folks at a sort of what we're calling a master level of coaching um, in practice, and those folks would be trained out for with an external program like Coach Academy International. Okay. So and they they believe it's important to to get additional outs to to get certified training. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, internally for the specific engagements that we're doing, and so we have uh, right now we have four people, including myself who are trained um, through that Coach Academy International program. And then we're looking to send three other people um, at the beginning of next year to be part of that program so that we've got a really nice pool of people across the organization in multiple locations. And we think that's important for a couple of reasons, as I said, around the one-on-one engagements. And then also for us to have planted role models around what we believe is true coaching and that kind of pure pureness of coaching, which is really asking insightful questions and listening with curiosity and the ability to have those people in the organization role modeling what coaching is and correcting people, I would say, when they you know, need sort of a little bit of direction on um, helping to define what coaching is and, and how right. we're looking at it now. Really important to have those people inside the organization doing that. And then in the future, um, sometime, I think in 2018, um, we will be creating our own um, internal certification program so that for leaders who really have a, a passion around coaching that want to take it outside of their own departments and their own caregivers, we'll create an internally uh, an internal certification program for those folks. Wow. So this is many tiered for you. Yes. But it begins with well-trained, certified coaches who understand the difference between management and coaching. Yes. Um, who understand the difference between sort of corrective and, mm-hmm. and developmental or um, high potential kinds of coaching. Yeah. And, you know, um, feedback and coaching, mentoring and coaching. Yeah. Using I inquiry. Think, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Because I think, you know, the confusion that we have had historically in the organization is that providing feedback is coaching. 
and that's not. And so we've really had to differentiate what coaching really is. And so what I just described and what you just described, you know, the difference, the different kind of coaching that there is, and then the differences in developmental relationships that, that we have in the organization. So where would you say you are, you, you, you talked about timeline. So how long have you been sort of trying to put the pieces together? And what would you say is your sort of ideal timeline for wanting to get, I mean, obviously we grow and we make things stronger mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. but can you share a little bit about what that timeline has looked like for you? Sure. So you're talking to someone who likes to get things done really quickly. <laughs> and then there's, you know, the reality of the world that we live in. So we really started planning for this, I would say in um, 2016, we started our certification program in uh, 2017 and we kicked off our fundamentals of coaching course in 2017. So this is a multi-year uh, mm-hmm. timeline that we're looking at in terms of implementation. And so, you know, the first phase of what we wanted to do is to really embed the capability with our leaders and then get some insert internally certified coaches um, started and get that practice of coaching, that network of, of coaches begun, um, which I think we've done a really great job at. And then in a 2018, um, so how we've sort of looked at this to sort of simplify it um, for our organization is we've looked at it almost like a college curriculum. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it that way, um, we're looking at sort of level 100 courses, which is our fundamentals of, of coaching. And then we'll have a level 200, which is sort of taking the fundamentals to the next level um, and introducing career um, coaching into that and really career development as a component of that. And then um, we'll look at a level 300, which is thinking about leaders who want to take, you know, understand coaching in a whole different perspective and um, looking at executives um, that could, as kind of a tier to that level 300, you know, have a, coaching and steroids for executives and and really thinking about what that might look like. And then internally for our our coaches, we would be looking at, again, from a college curriculum perspective, um, uh, bachelor's, you know, kind of an associate's, a bachelor's and a a master's or excuse me, a bachelor's, a master's and a PhD level. Um, And so for um, our certified coaches um, like Shelly and myself and a few others in the organization, we would be considered ourselves at the PhD level because we've been externally certified and we have some um, assessment um, certifications as well that we can integrate Mm -hmm. into our coaching practice. Um, So really that timeline um, we think is going to span another kind of really two years to really get all of that, that whole body of work accomplished. Very ambitious, but great (laughs) stuff. Yeah. You've talked a couple times about your fundamentals of coaching program. Yeah. What was involved in that? What did that look like? Yeah, so we actually brought someone in from the um from an external organization that uh we saw out in um the field who was really well aligned with what we thought coaching was in terms of our definition and role modeled for us really great coaching. And so we brought that um, vendor in, um, Executive Coach Connections is the name of that organization. And Cassandra Mitchell is the person that I'm working with who, um, shout out 
to Cassandra and um, I just love working with her. She's been in lockstep with me in creating this course. Um, so we've really co-created this course and it, it, the feedback that we've gotten from folks around this course is that it's one of the best programs that they've attended. Um, Great feedback to get. Yeah, That's the kind of feedback we want. Good. I know, it's so exciting. And I'm just really proud to have been a part of that and to sort of leave that mark on people. And, you know, as really educators, as developers of people to be sitting in the classroom, because one of the things that I've committed to doing. So one of the important pieces of that, if I can back up for a second, is that we have uh, folks who've identified themselves already as having passion around coaching. And we've looked into the business who already role model coaching. And we asked them whether or not they would like to be part of really starting this in the organization. And so we have folks who are from our human resources organization. Um, we have folks from our talent and organizational development um, department. And then um, we have business leaders. Um, and Great so, way to get buy-in on all those different levels. That's so oh, yeah. smart. And again, really embedding what coaching is in the organization, which is just obviously what we want to do to start to shift mindset around it. And so um, we certified those folks through a process to have them be able to facilitate the conversation around coaching. And then um, Cassandra and I have sat in on each one of those sessions as, they, as they've facilitated their first session so that at the end of each one, we could give them feedback about how they facilitated and then develop them a little bit more around their skill set of coaching, which has been a really important component. Oh, yeah. And it's allowed us to be able to see the reactions and how the content has sat with leaders who are, are in the course. Uh, so it's been really a powerful process. And what we've learned from that, again, is getting the feedback from leaders around how they thought coaching, the definition that they thought you know, coaching was and mm -hmm. what it is truly. And that's just seeing light bulbs go on for people has just been very inspiring for me. And again, getting the feedback from people, understanding that they've made a shift in under, knowing what coaching is now and, and that they're really excited to go out and, and practice it in the organization. And one of the great things was in the last class that uh, Cassandra and I were sitting in, several of the leaders came back and said, so our, we came because our leader has been practice, practicing this on us. Yeah. And, We've been being practiced on, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, and we wanted to understand what this was all about. And they've made some mistakes, and that's okay because it's practice. And so right. it's really neat to hear people taking that risk because, you know, sometimes we can think of coaching as a little bit scary because it seems like this really um, – big thing. And, what and it we, has to be done just so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to make any mistakes. And you know, what I, what I learned uh, from my work with the folks like you and, and Minna Brown at the Coach Academy International program is that, and I love when Minna says this, you're not going to kill anybody. You know, if you make a mistake with coaching, um, you can always say, you know, geez, let me ask that a little bit differently. All right. That didn't come out exactly like I wanted it to. And so that's really enabled me to bring that to the classroom, which has been really cool, and uh, to create that safe environment where people can practice that every day. So that's been, that's been really great. That is, it's wonderful to see coaching ripple through organizations. Mm -hmm. um, 
that was my dream when I transferred from therapy into coaching. Let's create healthier environments. Mm -hmm. Let's make workplaces where people can grow and learn and ask questions and, and be tapped into their own greatness. Mm -hmm. And to hear that your whole organization is on board with that from CEO on down yeah. is really dynamic. Anything, um, so if you were talking to somebody who was in the place that you, maybe they were being approached and saying, you know, would you be our director of coaching and leadership development? Um, what might just like a key tidbit of wisdom that you would share with them about creating success? That's a big question too. I know. Um, so I know. I would love to, to say to people, I love that question. And one of the things that I, the first thing that I would say, and I tack on to the, to the conversation that we just had. So first of all, I would say, absolutely say yes to that opportunity. And what I tell people is that I have the coolest job in the organization, uh, that I get to focus on making leaders even better. And the ripple effect that that has to your point about you know, I, I get to touch, you know, 30, 40 leaders in a session and, you know, 10 leaders right now in my coaching practice, but they impact hundreds of people every single day. And those people impact our patients. And so just to think about the, the impact that I have on that is just phenomenal. So first of all, I would say, say yes to that opportunity. And second of all, one of the things that I figured out when we were creating fundamentals when we had the first session, I said to people, let's make this really simple. You know, coaching is about a conversation that you're having with people. And it's really about asking questions and, and listening with curiosity. And you don't have to have all the answers. And so it actually lightens your load quite a bit. And it, you know, just creates this really great capability. And you get to see people just sort of grow and flourish. And, and what other better job is there than that, um, that opportunity? So I, I would say, you know, a tidbit of wisdom might be thinking about how you embed it in the organization in really simple ways and not to make, you know, it's so complicated for people. And that was, you know, what we refer to it as in fundamentals is it's a leadership practice. You know, it's to, to remove sort of that enigma of, you know, coaching, coaching and it's yes. complicated. Um, but really that it's a, it's a conversation. And so as much as you can make it simple and take away the language that we use as coaches or in, in organizational development or HR, and we say OD-ish, you know, remove that OD-ish kind of language, the more you can make it simple for people and accessible for people, the more they're going to connect with it and the more likely they are to practice it. And as much as we wanted to throw in the kitchen sink for people and create models and frameworks, um, Shelly, in her infinite wisdom, said to me, let's, let's just keep it simple, you know, for that first session and, and really just those two strategies, you know, two um, tactics or two practices is, you know, asking questions and listening. If we can get people to walk out the door understanding that feedback isn't coaching and that people need to just ask questions and listen more, that is a win. And so if you can keep that simple in that first kind of session that you're bringing to people and provide them an opportunity to practice as much as possible. And so our, almost our entire afternoon is about practice and bringing in their own experiences 
that where they need coaching themselves and thinking about coming in prepared with a scenario or a situation where they have to, they have to coach someone else. And I shouldn't say have to, where they have the opportunity to coach. Right. Someone right. Else. And, um, you know, so that's a really important piece. And then thinking about who you will have in terms of coaches inside your organization and who you're bringing into the organization. I'm sure lots of your folks are familiar with an article from Harvard Business Review <clears throat> that I think is probably about 10 years old now, but still very relevant, called The Wild Wild West of Coaching, or The Wild mm -hmm. West of Coaching. And um, that's a bit of what we had historically in the organization. You know, a friend of a friend of a friend is a coach, and so we're gonna do them a favor and bring them in. Um, I would say, the, you know, clearly the more you can meet with those coaches and know that they're aligned with what you want inside your organization. Mm -hmm. I even orient. I have a 30-minute you know, orientation conversation with all of our external coaches. This is after I've interviewed them and after I know that they are well aligned with our organization and, and will honor what we are trying to accomplish organizationally. Mm -hmm. I have a 30-minute onboarding conversation with them to talk about our expectations, to share our org chart with them to talk about our expectations around assessments and, you know, what we'll have in terms of measurement. Uh, so surveys that we do with our mm -hmm. clients and our sponsors. So that is really important to understand who you have coming into the organization. And one of the things I've done around the external coaches is I've kept that pool very small intentionally because I want to have good relationships, you know, right. solid relationships with the coaches that we're bringing in. And I, and I also want those coaches the opportunities to see themes in the organization. Because if we find that there's a, a theme coming up for our leaders that require coaching, maybe there's something that we need to do organizationally and we can get at whatever that theme is in a different way. And I'll be careful to say that that's not to reveal confidentiality. Um, in any way, shape, or form, because we want to be careful to honor that relationship. Um, but if we can identify, you know, something that might be fixable, um, mm -hmm. you know, in a development kind of a way for the rest of our leaders, that might be an important thing to know. And having a smaller cadre of coaches helps us to do that. Right. Yeah. So long, long answer to your question. Like, oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful answer to the question. You know, I had this vision of people like taking notes while you were sharing those key pieces of um, real gold. So mm -hmm. thank you for that. And thank you for taking the time to share your experience in this very exciting, worthwhile dedication to, to strengthening your organization through coaching. Oh, you're welcome. It's, of course, my pleasure to talk about it because I'm so passionate about it. So anytime, I would love to be back. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. You're welcome. Believing in the power of coaching and the process of coaching and what it can do to strengthen organizations, to strengthen leadership, to help each one of us grow into our potential is really exciting. And therefore, it was great to hear Missy describe what they're doing at Aurora Health to create that kind of a culture within the organization. As I said within the interview, it truly was my motivation in transitioning from therapy into coaching to 
touch organizations and to help each organization create healthier environments for their people and therefore our moms and dads and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and you know that as as people have healthier work environments they come home healthier as well and um, that is pretty fantastic and I'm proud to be a part of that within a coaching organization whether it's going in and actually being the coach or helping to mentor or uh, educate coaches that they go therefore out and do those uh, very things. So I want to thank Missy Gonzalez once again for joining the show today. If you'd like more information about Missy or Aurora Healthcare or about our show, visit starcoachshow.com. When you're on our website, be sure to sign up for the ongoing book giveaway on our contact page. Also, be listening for the upcoming membership site. It is getting closer and closer to the launch. I don't want you to miss the launch because that's where all the best stuff is going to come. And on the site, you're going to have access to members-only content, videos of our guests, CEU training and um, book reviews and community. So be sure to be listening for that because we are nearing the end of August and September is going to be our launch. If you have any questions, concerns, or want to reach out to me, never hesitate to reach out through the contact page at starcoachshow.com. Follow us on Facebook. And until next week, This is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fabulous week.